If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the Dead Men Walking podcast. Jason and I really enjoyed doing it. I wanted to talk to you right now about you starting your own podcast. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or if you're just thinking it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your online reach. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your shows can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes, Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And let me tell you guys, Buzzsprout's team of experts really want to see you succeed. We use Buzzsprout as our host here at the Dead Men Walking Podcast, and we couldn't be happier. They have so many tools that help support us in our mission to bring glory to God. They host podcasts with just basic gear and a few listeners, uh, all the way up to guys who are doing professional stuff with millions of listeners. With Buzzsprout, you get great looking podcast website, you get audio players that you can drop into other websites, uh, detailed analytics, 
analytics to see how people are listening and how to promote your episode, along with support by podcast experts. Buzzsprout really is passionate about helping you succeed. So why not join over 100,000 other podcasters that are already using Buzzsprout? And here's the cool thing, guys. If you click on the link that is in the episode description of this episode, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card and you'll also help support the show. And that's after you sign up for one of their paid programs. And their paid programs are a couple dollars a month. I mean, you can really do this on a budget and it gives you hosting and all those things that we had just mentioned. So guys, support the show. Check out Buzzsprout. If you've ever been thinking about doing a podcast, it's now never been easier. You can do that by clicking on the link in our episode description. We will send you a $20 Amazon gift card and you also help support the show. Thanks guys. And now to Dead Men Walking. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking. I am Greg Moore. And I am Jason Hamlin, and I'm excited to be here today, Greg. All right. Jason's had his coffee. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking there? Are you drinking... Uh... It's seltzer water. <laughs> um. No caffeine in that, huh? Ice Mountain. You better you're, get a hold of a size mountain. You're, you're, all, you're like, we want sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Ice Mountain. <laughs> it's actually really good. So you're all juiced up on seltzer water. Yeah, right? lemon is, lime. Is what you're saying. Um, if you go to Kroger, they have a plethora of different flavors and yeah. yeah it's actually it's a it's a really good um pop uh alternative if you will and i'm not really the pop guy i right. used to when i was a kid i was all about you know pepsi cola mm-hmm. um you know rc you know those rc sprawls <laughs> sorry i had to say that yeah right. you can't say rc uh, on a yeah, podcast I, I, and- I thought i would say one that was like from the 1950s that nobody right. drinks anymore but uh rc was pretty good back in the day though. it was man it was really good i'm yeah. sure there was real sugar in that one you know you mentioned kroger yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm sure anyone listening in the united states knows what kroger is yep. but as you know according to our stats we have six different countries listening but for our U- united states listeners mm-hmm. kroger okay which one do you think is higher on the uh fortune 500 list out right. of out of Kroger, Verizon, and AT and T. Think of those three companies. How large they are. AT and T has over three hundred thousand employees globally. Okay. See which one is a larger company. Which one's higher up on the on the Fortune five hundred? Right now, list? I'm trying to think of uh, the stock prices that they have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking total um, volume uh, and revenue and sales. Man, I I I mean groceries comparative to. Uh, Phone companies? I mean, phone company. Everybody has a Everyone phone. Everyone has a phone. Everybody has a phone. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. The the largest one, I would say, out of those three would probably be Verizon. It's Kroger. Really? Yeah, Kroger ranks. Trick question, then. Kroger ranks Great. about 12th on the on the Fortune 500, and wow. Verizon and AT&T flip-flop between 17 and 18 and 16 in there. You know, these super Krogers are starting to show up. We just got one. Now, that stats, you know, that much, stats from I mean. 2010. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I can be totally Great. wrong by now. <laughs> yeah. Someone go look it Somebody up and Somebody needs to fact us. check this guy. <laughs> Someone fact oh, check me and man. say, I just was surprised because uh, when I read that a few years ago, it's not 2010, yeah. but it's a few years old. It could be different now. Right. I couldn't believe how big Kroger is. You just I think mean, of Kroger as, you know, like a Meyer. Like we have yeah. Meyer around here in the right, Midwest. Right. Right? Meyers. 
if you're in the north. Well, right? it's Meyer. You add the S. It's Meyer if you want to say it correctly. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meyers if Walmart, Meyers, Fords, Kroger's, Kroger's. Fords, yeah, yeah. I work at Fords. So we Fords. Yeah, we add S's to everything in yeah, the Midwest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheeseburgers. I, I just couldn't believe how. How big that? How big of a company it was? Yeah, I, I just know. thought of it as like a regional That's food wild, chain. Man. I did not know that, but they do have a lot of really good food there. You can have to go look into some of, Kroger stocks. Huh? I know, dude. See how right. they're doing. <laughs> so, how you been, man? Man, doing awesome. Yeah, yeah. just uh, getting ready for Christmas or getting what? ready for Christmas. We have um, you know a few presents on the way already. Um, yeah, and, and you have a little uh, one too. So we do. So it's not, a lot easier. We just buy boxes, and she just, plays with them. You buy, <laughs> she plays with the boxes. <laughs> yeah, more the older, than the toy <laughs> fr- from the toys that the older one got. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, man. She. You should see her with like paper towels. She's just like, yeah. oh my gosh. You know, I mean, she doesn't say that, but then you know, she'll find a little piece of cotton on the floor or something. Sure. And she's just you know so enamored by it. It's, oh, and there because because how old is she's she's ten months. So ten yeah, months. she's crawling. Yep. Yeah. starting to maybe pull herself up and walk i mean emsley is just going man it's crazy watching her she's starting to cruise around the couch we have this uh you know one of those uh l-shaped couches sure so she'll cruise from one side to the other and i'm just hoping that she just starts walking i mean i i know i'm gonna get my exercise for sure then you oh know? when she starts walking I mean, you're in trouble because now right? she's into everything yeah. much faster <laughs> right. right now and it's she's crawl. already crawling like a madman man yeah. it's crazy isn't but, it cool uh, to uh kind of watch them oh my just like gosh. grow up yeah. and experience new things yep. learn new things and then i'm gonna tell you right now you will have so many god moments of just like oh that's yeah. what god was talking yeah about. right when you become <laughs> right. like you know from, it's true it's already been happening yeah from a young age like that yeah. you see them grow and learn and, yeah. and do something that you you go that's not going to be good for you right and they right. do it anyway and yeah 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 just waiting like three four more years when christmas rolls around when they really get start getting excited man i remember when i was young my parents i would say why aren't you excited for christmas like we are and they're like well we're excited that you're excited yeah. and i was like lamos what are you talking about and then when you become a parent you I am so excited for my kids' right. excitement. Exactly. You know, it's yeah, just, man. it's so fun watching them. And obviously we, you know, we, we're doing the uh, Charles Spurgeon Advent yeah. right now, which is cool. A morning oh, and a dude. night for 28 days leading up to Christmas. So That's we do awesome. in the morning and then right before they go to bed. Yeah. And uh, we try to reinforce yeah. what Christmas is about, oh, right? Yeah. The real reason of the season. But So can I ask, do you, did you ever tell them about Santa or... Oh, no. No, no, Santa. no. They, okay. they they knew what. Okay, yeah. Okay. They they knew who Saint Nicholas was. So were they the kids that were in school? Like, hey, Santa's <laughs> not real. And then the then the teachers were calling home. Well, luckily we homeschool, you know? so they were just oh, telling yeah, yeah. each other that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> right, but right. going to church, go to church. <laughs> uh, and some of those families don't do that. I have my middle child, Coralie. She was definitely the one. Like, yeah. hey, you need to know Santa isn't real. And I was like, well, we had to sit them down. Not every parent, you know, parents the same way. Yeah, right. Let's respect their, um, you know, them telling their children lies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bunch of liars. Hey. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, we just went, you know, we don't do Tooth Fairy. We don't do Easter Bunny. We don't do Santa. We're just like, you know, we expect our kids not to lie. So yeah. I don't want them to get to an age and just go, well, you told you taught us not to You've lie. And then you just lie, lied to us, us the, the whole time. Right. And that might sound harsh for parents out there that yeah, are, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're listening right now yeah, and you're yeah. a parent and you, you know, right. and, and you do the Santa Claus Please, I'm not making a personal judgment on you. It was just right. for us and our family. It just made more sense mm-hmm. to say, no, the reason for Christmas is the birth of Christ, our Savior, who yeah. then died, rose again, beat the power of death. And, um, you know, and then Easter, obviously, yep. I would even say even more significant than, than Christmas in the, in the Christian kind of uh, belief system. Is this our World Series and then 
Uh, Easter is probably the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I like the World Series more than yeah. the Super Bowl. Oh, you do? Oh, really? You're a baseball, baseball guy. guy. Baseball okay. Guy. I like okay. stats. Yeah. You know. I figure you were uh, more Super Bowl because you do the fantasy football. I do that because we have a mutual friend, and his name is uh, Ryan Martin. Okay. And okay. you can go find him online and, and tell him I said this, but he yeah. ropes me into it every year because he needs a 10th guy, and I know nothing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, like yeah. I'm like three and nine. Or oh, I don't even know my... I had I had a I guy had no in idea. that was on the injured list for like five weeks, uh -huh. and Ryan texted me, goes, you know you've had that guy in your lineup now for like three weeks he's been out <laughs> and i go oh is that what that means he goes that's what yeah. the red o means yeah, you know, yeah. it means out it means you can't funny. play and you're not getting points i go oh geez and it's a pay league too yeah so i'm just donating Are money to serious? whoever wins oh, usually gosh. nathaniel herrera you know him yeah, too. yeah. he always does really good in serious it. okay yeah yeah i got roped yeah. into doing the basketball one one year and uh yeah i literally picked my team and did not touch it again the rest of the year <laughs> so i have i still to this day have no idea how i, did. I just I just don't have time to watch and dedicate right. time to it and, no. and know who the players are and, yeah. and all that stuff. Heck, right. I don't even have enough time to remember to set my league half the time yeah, most right. weeks. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I just think sometimes that can become a little too obsessive. I know I'm, yeah. I have an addictive personality. If I really got into it, I could go you know hours a day it's just looking at do. stats on meaningless uh -huh. football players who right. promote Black Lives Matter. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't really want anything to do with it. <laughs> and that have COVID. <laughs> they have COVID, yeah. But, you know, talking about Christmas and talking about gifts, and like yeah. I said, we try to teach our kids the right way of what Christmas is about, and it's not all about getting gifts. But, of course, they have that nature. Mm -hmm. They have a, a, a fleshly nature, yep. like we all do, and they like receiving gifts. Yeah. And um, it's very hard when you have an 11, 9, and 6-year-old to really keep them focused on, you know, giving gifts instead of receiving gifts. But it's ingrained in our culture, which is what we were going to kind of talk about. Did you, how'd you yeah. like that segue? I loved it. It was going to talk about consumerism. We are talking about consumerism. And not just material consumerism. Yeah. But before we do that, you had a couple fun stories. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you had seen in the news. We are going to start introducing a little segment on here, and we're kind of doing it uh, flying by the seat of our pants tonight. Yeah. But in the future, we have a little segment where we'll just talk about news. A couple. Uh, some headlines. Yeah, a couple maybe, little headlines. Maybe it'll be you know. uh, Christian-related, church-related, theological, doctrinally-related. Sometimes it's just going to be fun little news snippets that we saw and thought were interesting, and we can discuss for a few minutes. Yeah. So what was the uh, first thing you saw? So I saw that an owl got caught up in the Third Rockefeller. Heaven? Oh, oh, Todd Bentley. Hey. Um, uh, an owl got caught up in the Rockefeller Center tree, I guess. And uh, he's doing well. He has recovered and he's about to be re-released. So is that that big tree they put up in Central Park? The big one. Yep. By the ice skating rink. So um, outside this, the Rockefeller Center, yep. I feel like this would happen all the time. Wouldn't an owl go right to a big tree? It seems like they would, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they cut down that tree, a tree, every year, and then bring and it in, bring right? it in, like on a semi because yep. it's uh -huh. huge. So, so I don't know if the if the owl was already in it on the way there, it, or if <laughs> he just the wakes owl, up, you know, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. New York City, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> New York City. So was he caught in the tree? Yeah, yeah. Like he they could, he couldn't get out. He couldn't get so out. They had to go rescue him. Um, well, he was without food and water for a few days. They said, and uh, no way. Whoever wrote this, they were on CBS News. They were really horrified for this yeah. little baby owl. And oh, there are pictures. Owl. There are pictures out here. Um, if you want to check it out, 
on cbsnews.com. Don't send people to cbsfakenews.com. <laughs> we'll right? just post the picture for yeah, you on yeah, our Instagram right. account. Uh, and then, and then uh, <laughs> the last thing I was going to bring up, um, uh, what's his name? James Bond? J- yeah, but what, is that, what, is that what the, were you thinking of? Sean Connery. Why couldn't what's I think his of his name? name? Sean Connery, Sean I guess the 007 gun from Dr. Like the original. Dr. No, yes. So not like uh, he, the Goldeneye James Bond I, series. That's uh, Pierce Brown. That sounds like a Nintendo game. That it was. Was it? Yeah, that was oh, okay, based okay. on James yeah, Bond. Yeah. 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 And then... Uh, so the original Sean the Connery... The original Dr. No gun was just sold. Now, you know I'm a gun guy. Do you for, know what kind of gun it was? <laughs> Uh, two hundred fifty-six thousand dollars. Two hundred and fifty-six thousand. Let me find. What kind of gun was it? You know, I'm L- look it up and see. Look it up now. Because I feel because like he had some type of Ruger. It was always a revolver, wasn't it? Was it? A re- it, I mean, was, it was a pistol. No, no, wasn't it? Was a, it, a, it was a pistol. I thought. Oh my gosh! There, there are people that are listening to this podcast right now. They're that are angry. huge James Bond fans, yeah, yeah, dude, and they are so angry. mad at us. It was a semi-automatic Walther. Walther. That's PP what it was. Gun. That's what it was. Not a Ruger, a Walther. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool gun. That's a really? slick looking gun. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Right there's the pick. Oh, wow. Yeah, 200 and what? 256,000. Did you hear about this guy that uh, bought a banana for 300 grand or 150 what? grand at some art exhibit? Was that the one that was duct taped to the wall? Yeah, duct taped to the a wall. A few months back he, or whatever? He did the auction, bought it for 150 grand, grabbed it, and ate it in front of everyone. Just. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I bought a two hundred thousand yeah, dollar banana, yeah, and now I'm gonna eat like, it. And he just ate it. Yeah. I think we need to do an art installation. I mean, that we'll sounds take great. A yeah, yeah. Dead dead men walking dead. Uh, hat. Yeah, and we'll yeah. tack it to, to a the wall. Uh, to, to the wall, and we're gonna auction it off, guys. We're starting yep. at ninety nine thousand uh-huh. dollars. It'll support the show. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, if, you can eat it if if you can, <laughs> you if can you wear take it. a bite of it. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe I don't it's know. It's new so era kinda, delicious. We, we gotta, yeah, we got to think of something here. <laughs> I think we're on to something though. So I, you know, because all I need is one person to buy it for a hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't need to sell nope. ten thousand. Not multiple for a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much yeah. is? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just one person is all we. Need. I don't know math. <laughs> so we got a. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> so we got a Walther sold for 250k. Do you know mm-hmm. who bought it? Did it say? Did you look and see? Or are we um, over that story? You already got the phone put down. I who think cares? it was uh John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> what? What? Back from the dead. <laughs> no, he actually have you Isn't heard, John F. Kennedy Jr. Have you heard dead, this right? Conspiracy theory? That he's uh that he's still alive. That he's still alive, but isn't he like Him he's been spotted like he's been spotted in yeah. New York as like a bald guy now with a hat on. Uh, I've seen pictures. He's been to Trump rallies and Really? All he's a tr- Trump supporter? Yeah. John yeah. F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah. Elaine Bennis would be so upset. Oh man. A little Seinfeld reference for you guys right there. Uh oh. All right, let's get into our subject here. Yeah. Uh, we were talking, we're going to talk about consumerism tonight. And I, when you brought this up, Jason, I said, what a great idea because consumerism, when we think of consumerism here in the United States, we think of material consumerism, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about, Yeah, yeah. but it really has a lot of kind of trickle down effect on everything else. I'm just going to throw out a quick definition like we usually do here on the podcast, just so you kind of know where our frame of mind is, because we know that in this day and age, um, and I was just talking to someone on social media about this, you know, definitions keep getting redefined. So we want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Consumerism is the preoccupation with consuming more and more goods and services. So not just goods, but and services. Someone with a consumerist mentality lives with chronic dissatisfaction with what he or she currently possesses. And in 
juxtaposition to that often considers that a positive trait. So consumerism, uh, when we're talking about it in physical goods, focuses on having the latest, buying the best, and discarding last year's model in favor of the newest, fanciest, and shiniest. So although that's more of a physical good definition, there are services in there, which I think we're going to get into as well. It sounds emotional. It does sound very emotional, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, psychologists and psychiatrists, they actually treat uh, people for consumerism Mm -hmm. and they, and they usually find that it has deep rooted emotional issues attached Mm -hmm. to it, needing more, wanting more, always trying to fulfill with material goods, services, emotional uh, consumerism through relationships, things like that. Right. Uh, Full disclosure. I'm not a licensed psychologist yeah, or yeah. No, psychiatrist, not. so... Nope, you've tried with me, but it does not. <laughs> not going to stick. Gotcha. So maybe we can give some biblical verses yeah. or some biblical references. Did you have something, or did you want me to uh, I just had some. I had some verses that, it, uh, yeah, that I could throw out. Yeah, um, see what we got. Uh, Hebrews 13.5. Nice. Keep your life free from love of money. Love of money. And be content with what you have for he has said i will never leave you nor forsake you i love that yeah so he's saying the reason why not to have a love for money and it doesn't say keep yourself free from money mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. we're not prosperity preachers in nope. fact we come against that pretty wholeheartedly here on the podcast oh, yeah. anyone who's listened for any amount of time but the bible never says that money itself is evil mm-hmm. right it says the love of money and it says, be content with what you have. And why? Because he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. For God is saying, God is saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. Yep. So be content in everything you have because your contentment is in me. And we talked about this a little bit on one of our shorts that are going to be coming out here soon yeah. on contentment. Mm-hmm. Look look to that. We're also starting a new segment here, a little segue segment on a uh, little five minute shorts Yeah, called Dead Men Walking Shorts. We'll do little five minutes on contentment, on meekness, on, you know, different subjects subjects yep. keep it to five minutes and it'll be packed full of information for you guys so be on the lookout for that so we had touched on the our contentment being in christ and that's really what hebrews thirteen five i think is saying there what do right you think? yeah and I, I mean you know just to uh dig a little bit deeper into that i mean um we can find ourselves uh even in the church not content in certain situations you know maybe at a church maybe they're not singing the right music maybe the pastor mm. isn't uh you know uh saying um, preaching, preaching the way that you want them to. Sure. Um, you know, uh, doctrinally, it, it's okay. It's important. If, if, You're saying yeah. like stylistically, <laughs> but stylistically, visually, yeah, right. visually. If yeah. they have different carpet, if they have, you know, <laughs> if they're not serving you the right coffee temperature or the right, right. coffee or whatever, so you're like, I'm getting out of here because this just isn't for me. And then the music, oh my goodness, it's just <laughs> not what I want. Well, so I'm gonna go across the street. Well, here's the problem, uh, and you hit you hit it on the head. We're talking mm-hmm. about contentment, but um, that's consumerism. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, makes you seek sensationalism. Like yeah. you said, it's an emotional. You're trying to fill an emotional gap, mm-hmm. right? So what you see is that trickle down into kind of the church hopping, seeking goods and services from a church. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I want a certain type of music. I want to consume that. I want a certain type of preacher. I want to consume that. I want a certain type of look. I can consume that. I want a certain type of uh, coffee and children's ministry and all these things. And consumerism really leads to discontentment. Yeah. Right? Yep. So complacency. I think complacency yeah. as well, too. Yeah. I think it trickles down. So mm-hmm. when we talk about Christians and consumerism, it's not just Christians who have to have the latest and greatest 
thing. Right. Not the, you know, the latest and greatest truck or jet ski or house or clothes or, you know, whatever it is. I think it trickles down into more walks of life and especially into attending church, just like you said. Yeah, narcissism uh, floats into that because it's all about, oh, what do I want from this service? And it has nothing to do with, well, what is God trying to teach me here in this moment, you know, in this this music that may not be working out for me or, you know, I mean, maybe the pastor's uh, coming down a little bit harder than you're used to and you're just like well well what about you you know and you're right there (laughs) but but yeah yeah Yeah, and consumerism stirred up a little bit consumerism by definition is very self-involved yeah it's very self-pleasing right Mm -hmm. i mean the reason why you're going out and consuming is to get a certain emotional feeling Mm -hmm. an attachment a feeling a feeling of a void like i just said so by definition consumerism is very self-involved yeah and the Christian is called to selflessness, yep. right? We're supposed to be crucified with Christ, raised up with him, no longer our will, but his will, Yep. right? Amen. So, and I want people to hear this too. I'm not saying it's bad to own material goods. Yeah. I'm not saying it's sinful to have nice things. I think anytime, and, and you touched on this a little bit before we started recording, anytime can, it gets to a point of consumerism to where I need that to fulfill something in me, well, then that's a form of idolatry. Right. Now we've moved into idolatry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I have a personal prayer uh, to the Lord that, you know, and my father actually taught me this, is give me just enough to survive and get by, but don't ever give me too much to where I take my eyes off you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I want to be right in that middle place. Mm-hmm. I don't need $100 million, but Lord, if you could feed me, clothe me, yeah. and shelter me, my family, and my children, uh, and and make me comfortable to a point to where I'm not so comfortable that I take my eyes off you because I don't trust myself. Yeah. In my own fleshly desires, I do not trust myself. When things are going good, uh, it takes everything in me not to take my eyes off Christ. Now, you, you know, and I'm admitting that. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying I'm some pious, you know, uh, great you're, Christian you're where it's not like the only one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, and and I only take comfort in that because I look at men of men and women of God in the Bible that mm. the minute things got really good, they almost acted like they didn't yeah. need God anymore. It's true. You know. Yeah. I mean, especially when you when you you're in that valley and <laughs> you're sitting there, you know, just like, why is this happening? You know, yeah. and you're uh, you're going through the emotion of that, and uh, you just want out of it. Well, it's you know, I think John Piper didn't he say, "Don't take me out of the valley." Yeah, until I've learned exactly what I need to how, learn in this. I mean, yeah. I, I've had I've how had to glorify times, you in it. Yeah, yeah, I've learned at times. I mean, that I will just be in that valley for months. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for months, I've I've had a few years that that I felt like you know, oh man, I and you know, it was one of those, it was one of those, uh, it was just a cycle. It it would run for four months. I thought I learned, and all of nope, nope, not at all. You know? Sure, and it and it turns into that. It's just a a, a pleasant a pleasantry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's important too when you when you get into those valleys too when you have a paradigm shift of how you deal with those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it before. And, and mm-hmm. some people's valleys are deeper than others. I just had a friend on Facebook uh, posting, uh, you know, very publicly about her struggle. She's a believer. Mm. Her struggle with depression. Oh wow. And um, you know, the, the D word isn't a bad word. Right. Like Christians have depression mm-hmm. even when they're saved. That's yeah. that's a real thing. Uh, the church I was at this morning actually, um, he was preaching on that and, and said that exact word is huh. like people can be depressed 
uh, when they're believers, but it's how, who we cling to in those times of depression, how we um, perceive what is happening and uh, how we rightly see God during those times. Right. Right. Uh, I think that's the important part on, on how we deal with that and how we deal with it biblically. But yep. oh. getting back to consumerism, I think it uh, also, it forms ungratefulness, mm. right? In our hearts. Yep. When we're always trying to fulfill our fleshly desires with consumerism, whether it be goods or services or a certain type of church service or whatever it is we mentioned, um, the mentality feeds off an ungrateful spirit. You know, Philippians 4.11 says, uh, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. And then 1 Timothy 6.8 says what I was just saying a few minutes ago, but if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Yeah. So I'm seeing a running theme here to where consumerism and contentment are kind of, uh, you know, two they two parallel. different sides of the same coin. They parallel or they almost have a relationship. Yeah. Because I feel it, like if you're content, then it's harder to slip into consumerism. Right. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever I think, whenever I was thinking about this subject, writing down some notes, I mean, I started thinking even about just how, you know, if, if, if you're looking for the next new shiny thing, it could float into so many different areas of life. I mean, and one huge one that I think is affecting um, our culture in a huge way is men and women that don't want to get married or, you know, have babies or, you know, they're, they're afraid sure. to uh, commit to just one person because what if there's somebody else out there that might be better, you know, than the person that right. is in front of them or that they're with for, you know, six, seven years. And then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, I just don't feel like being with this person anymore, you know, and I'm just going to go over here and go to a dating site where I can see a thousand people, sure. you know, all their, all their pictures and, yeah, uh, swipe you know, right. yeah, yeah, swipe right, you know, and try to figure out, well, this isn't the one. No, she's not pretty. Oh no. Her, her earlobes are too big or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? but, but you know, it, it's like, man, this, this floats into so many areas in life. Um, well, in that example, it absolutely is consumerism. They're consuming an emotional attachment, uh, mm -hmm. a physical attachment, uh, fulfilling themselves and saying, look, I'm just going to, you know, no commitment because I want to go to the next person. Right. I know lots of Christians, which uh, my wife and I have talked about this too, about dating versus courting, mm. right? Mm. Um, and we're going to have to have that discussion with our, yeah. with our daughters here um, sooner than later, unfortunately. Uh, you know, my daughters aren't going to date until they're 50, but yeah, there you uh, go. that still feels too, too soon as a father. 50? Mine are going to be 65. <laughs> 60, getting Social Security. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you got your first AARP letter. You can you can date now. It's time. It's time. But uh, you know, I know I know many Christians that are uh, that that are addicted to the consumerism of the very first three months, six months, one year of a relationship. Right. Because of the way it makes them feel, uh -huh. the excitement, yeah. the physical, the emotional, even sometimes the mental yep. connection that you make with, with another person. And it's really sad because it is a form of consumerism. Oh yeah. You know, once again, we're not just talking about material goods. Of course, that's very prevalent in mm -hmm. the United States. When you say consumerism, we think stuff because we have a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but you can be a, con a consumer of relationships and wrongly so. Yeah. And, and not good for the unbeliever and definitely not good for the professing Christian. Right. Well, yeah. and even even friendships on social media that can really feed into your yeah you know into your ego and your um. Oh, I know uh, people who consume social media. Oh my god, I've been caught up in that. Yeah, I yeah. talked about it on here. I had to step away from consuming political content. Serious. I was just man. It was like night and day. I was huh. spending more time in political content 
than I was in the word wow. about two years ago. And I was, but I was justifying it by like, but I'm, but I'm use I'm using that information to compare it to godly principles and trying to, you know, yeah. do what's right in local government. And the Lord was just like, no, you're doing it because it, it gives you an escape. It gives you an excuse not to be in the word. Right. And it makes you feel, um, I don't know what the word is, it, it, not superior, but it almost feels like, well, I know this uh-huh. and I can argue this. And it was really just self-gratifying. And it was ego, not, yeah. it was not glorifying yeah. God at all. Right, right. And I got, dude, I got super convicted of yeah. it after some prayer and, and, uh, my wife and some other people coming to me yeah. and I posted a few, uh, cause I'm still on social media. I oh, backed yeah, away. Sure. But uh, I posted something, geez, a few months ago, and it was just like, I've been so disconnected with the, with, and I say disconnected, I'm probably still consuming more political content than 50% of the yeah. United States. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of <laughs> have I, to, but in, I in a way. way backed but... off, and it was like the most peaceful year of my life this yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was like in the word yeah. with, with the kids, homeschool, That's praying, awesome. and then not really getting into, I mean, I haven't, I had a whole folder of all my news apps, man. I'd get up every morning and boom, 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 yeah. my left, my right, my moderate, my, you know, secondary sources, my wow. primary and look at it all, read it all, dwell on it. It's like, before I knew it, I was an hour. I'd been up in bed for an hour, hadn't yeah. even got out of bed and already had an hour's worth of you know, content, this, this content in my mind rolling around and the Lord just convicted me like you rightly does. Yeah. And, uh, it's, I've, I've never felt, I mean, i like I said, we still look at stuff and yeah. we do stuff for the show yeah, and yeah. you gotta, you gotta be aware, right but man, not having that consumer mentality of that information, yeah. uh, has just really freed me or, or the, the missing out, like you're going to miss out on yeah. something as well. I think or, I went, I went through that a little bit. Um, or I got to get to the bottom of it or prove right, this person right. wrong or right. Or, right. Or, uh, you know, have this information so I know about it. So when it, when this subject comes up, I can say, oh yeah, what about this? And right. it was just, it was just very argumentative in nature. It was very, um, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't good for, for, for my mental or spiritual right. health. Yep. Uh, yep. and yeah, I freely admit that there was a spirit of consumerism there. Yeah. Because it was all these things we just talked about. It was um, ungratefulness. I uh-huh. was dissatisfied. I uh-huh. was, you know, trying to, um, uh, you know, what's uh, the word I'm looking for? I just drew a blank. Just feeding. Trying to consume, try, you know, myself. Yeah. Trying to please myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to, <laughs> before I was reformed. <laughs> I used to do a lot of uh, church visiting. Mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, no. no, I never. Well, I mean, I do love mushrooms on my salads and my pizza. <laughs> hey, now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I used to do a lot of church hopping. I would yeah. be like, oh, man, this is this is cool, you know, and then uh, and then. Uh, I would move on either within a week or, you know, a month or whatever one it was. I know. You gave one service, boy. <laughs> yeah, man. You guys get one like, Sunday yeah. and one mid-service out know, of me, I then was, I'm out. I was sitting there with my arms crossed just staring at him. That's right. Just being like, go ahead. Give day. me your best. You know, <laughs> but yeah, man. It, but I, I was never like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was so easy to just go a mile down the road to a different church because there are churches everywhere. 
Yeah. You know, there are people with platforms everywhere. There are podcasts everywhere. You should really just listen to Dead Men Walking Podcast. That's right. But, no, I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> or am I? But uh, there's tons of podcasts. Sure. There's so much music out there. There are so many different movies out there. I mean, everything is competing for your attention at all times. And yeah. it's like, I mean, you're you're consuming all these different things, but... I think within the church, you know, where where's the contentment in any of that? You know, like right. where, where like where are we uh, content just in hearing uh, an expository preacher who is just going line for line, rather than hearing someone that has a a new comedy act, you know, right. a, a new uh, a new joke to tell that week, right. you know, and he just can't wait to throw it in there, or he's just up there you know, telling you about his, his week. And, uh, and it, and it sounds like it could just be a podcast, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like we, we have so many different things that could draw our attention away from Christ. And I just really would love to see, you know, the church come back to saying, okay, this isn't about me and my next breakthrough. This isn't about me right. and my next healing. This isn't about me, you know, running out there and trying to heal somebody and then tell them about the gospel. No, this is like we we tell people about the gospel. We talk about Christ. We talk about, you know, the things that that scripture says. Right. And uh, and that's where our life should be centered. Absolutely. You know, centered around. Yeah. So one last point I had, and then if you wanted to add anything else to uh, consumerism, I noticed that consumerism also uh, leads to jealousy. Yeah. Uh, which jealousy usually when long term in, in someone's life then moves into envy, mm. which, which is that next level up. And I've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot of people in our culture go right to envy. We're even setting policies. So let me unpack that a little bit. So jealousy says, I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want it. Mm. Envy takes it a step further and says, because I don't have it, you shouldn't have it either. And I should have it. Mm. So envy actually takes it, takes it from you. Mm-hmm. So when the Bible talks about God being righteously jealous after his children, um, he's jealous because he rightly owns us and someone else owns, owns us when we idol worship and, and turn and, and those yeah. things. It never says he's an envious God. Envious yeah. God, you know, envious says you shouldn't have it because I want it, which we're seeing even like political policies like, you know, oh, the rich are too rich. They shouldn't have those things they right. worked for because there's people right. who don't have it. Yeah. So we've moved as a culture in from just normal jealousy through consumerism to now it's been infested with us for so long in this country. We've now moved up into consumerism that's just ver- goes right to uh, envious. Covetous. Covetousness. Covetousness. Thank you. That's another <laughs> word for it, right? In the Ten yeah. Commandments. Yeah. So, you know, consumerism, when goes unchecked for a long time, turns into jealousy, then jealousy then turns into envy. And then you get into a state that we're in right now in our state of affairs in this country that says, hey, you who worked very hard, who used biblical principles, who, uh, you know, got up early, stayed up late, worked hard, read the, you know, just like basically your life reads like a proverb. Mm -hmm. You've made X amount of money, but me over here who it says, you know, in Proverbs, the sluggard uh, can barely raise his hand to turn over in bed because he doesn't want to get out, doesn't work, uh, doesn't have godly principles and goes, oh no, you're not allowed to have that, those material goods or that money that you worked for so hard for because I don't have it. That's what consumerism ultimately leads to. And we're seeing that in our country right now, even with the Marxism and the socialistic kind of uh, rhetoric that we're hearing from. Oh yeah. Um, 
you know, our political leaders and even, you know, laws that have been enacted over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years that are trying to level the playing field, right? We hear fair share, right? Right. You know, I hate to break it to the Christians that want that that love that fair share talk. God is not fair. Right. God is just. Right. Fair is uh, man's idea of justice. Justice is the right legal action of God. Mm. You know, I would love to have make a T-shirt that just says God isn't fair. Yeah. You know, and then have someone go, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Well, right. He's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Life isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but God is just. Yeah, exactly. You know, I read this thing. Uh, oh, man, it was a quote. And I, I don't know who it was. If any listeners out there know who said it, I, I saw this quote. I can't remember who said it, but it said, um, justice is getting exactly what we deserve. Mercy is God withholding from us what we deserve. Grace is getting something we don't deserve. Yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah. And it was, it's a famous. That was like, Todd White. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was definitely not Todd White. <laughs> if I had to pick my top three of who it might be, he would not be in the top yeah, three for yeah. saying that. No. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, man. Uh, so what else you got on consumerism? We'll wrap it up here. We're yeah, yeah. The 40-minute mark. I just, had, I just had one more verse that I was going to share. And, sure, as many uh, as you want. Yeah, Bible's yeah. Bible's always good. Uh, yeah, right. Um, Haggai 1, 5 through 6. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little mm. you eat but you never have enough you drink but you never have your fill you clothe yourselves but no one is warm and he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes wow yeah that one's that one's in your face that one's straight up in the grill i'm gonna i'm gonna end with uh one of my favorite uh verses matthew 6 19 through 21 and i'm mm. sure everyone's heard it uh do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves rather treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah, amen. Isn't that powerful? Amen. Where you where your treasures are, that's mm -hmm. where your heart will be. Yeah. So guess what? If you lay up treasures here on earth, that's where your heart is. It's focused on earth. If you're laying tre treasures up in heaven, that's where your heart is. Yep. up in heaven yep. cool well guys thank you so much for listening to this episode as always uh, make sure you check us out on social media we're on youtube instagram uh, facebook and parlor at dead men walking podcast just type that in google or type it in any social media we'll come right up we do really appreciate all your follows and likes and reshares um, your comments i know we we jason and i get private messages yeah. as well with comments we've had voicemails saying hey we've been listening to the podcast we've been ministered Ew. to it man that stuff just, um, it's just awesome. Just makes us so happy that we can bring glory to God. <laughs> yeah. Just two normal dudes sitting here Yo. talking about the Bible. Yo. Uh, you know, none of us have went to uh, uh, you know divinity school yeah. or you know have theological degrees or right. anything like that. But we love the Lord. Yep. We love the Word. We love talking about it, and we love that you guys love listening to it and and then responding to it. Yeah. Um, but as always, if you're on Apple or Spotify or any of those places too where you're listening, leave us a, a review or a comment. That always helps as well. And then if you want to support the show, you can do so by going over to dmwpodcast.com. We have merch for sale there. All that money goes right back into uh, supporting the show like these uh, spiffy sound pad walls here yeah, that we have. Yeah, you guys should jump on YouTube. That's some foam pads. Yeah, check us out on YouTube. Yeah. We've been getting a lot more traction on YouTube. People watching the videos 
it was so funny when I first started listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I said, "Who's gonna watch a podcast?" I know, right? And now it's all I do is watch podcasts, <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. And I watch our podcasts. Yeah, I watch exactly. other podcasts. I go, yeah, I don't know right. why I'm watching two people talk, but there's just something about it where yeah. you know I get sucked into it. So yeah. we've seen an uptick on our viewership on YouTube. You guys can check us out there too. It's of course, Dead Men Walking Podcast. But Jason, uh, before we go, did we have any final words? No. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. And as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the PubTV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.